What's up, witches? It's Claudia here. I'm just jumping on to apologise for the late release of the episode this week. As you all know, we normally release on Mondays at 10am. However, it was my friend Ryan's funeral service this week and I just dropped the ball a little bit. I'm really sorry about that. I hope you can all understand why I dropped the ball and we'll be back at our normal schedule from here on out next week. So in the meantime, enjoy these ghost stories. Next week we will have some more outtakes just because we were unable to record this week. Um, And then, yeah, back to normal. So sorry, guys. I will also be putting the link in the description for the fundraiser for Ryan set up by his family. So if you'd like to donate, that'd be absolutely amazing. And you can click and do so there. Thanks, witches. Enjoy the episode. What's up, witches? Hi, I'm Claudia. And I'm Jess. And welcome to True Crime Coven. Hey, Claudia. Yo. What's up? How are you? Um, Keep on keeping on. You know, I'm still not 100%, but yeah. I've got some annual leave. Fair and enough. And it's... Uh, it's going to be nice to be off work. Yeah, yeah. You're going <laughs> I, on holiday soon, aren't you? I am. I'm going to Malta. Oh. Are you going to tan or are you going to... I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, um, <laughs> Do you I'm, tan normally or are you quite a pet? You're quite as a fair. Kid, yeah. yeah. Well, as a kid, I tanned loads. Yeah. As an adult, no. You've lost but your tanning ability. I'm a bit annoyed because the airline has taken my baggage charge of £150 out three times. Oh, so I've lost three hundred pounds, and I'm trying to claim it back. But like, obviously, I need that from holiday. Yeah, that's an excessive amount of money to take from someone. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm a little bit stressed about that and how yeah. I'm going to get it sorted. But uh, other than that, I'm tickety boo, <laughs> tickety boo, tickety boo. Wonderful. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to bring you some more ghost stories because mm-hmm. we haven't had a ghost story for it's been a hot minute it has because obviously we had the double parter and mm-hmm. then the impromptu two weeks of radio silence yeah um well one week of radio silence yeah one week of radio silence and one week of uh hopefully everyone enjoyed the outtakes yeah i was listening to it in our room and aiden was downstairs <laughs> and i was just like you know sort of out washing and stuff like that and i was like laughing and because I had my headphones in, I didn't hear him come up the stairs. And he was like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, oh, just me and Claudia. <laughs> and he was like, are you literally laughing at yourself? And I was like, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I am. We are funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So it has been a little while, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm ready to. Yeah. To Hopefully everyone enjoyed the uh, outtakes as much as I did. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the whole uh, five minutes of I don't of think us. anyone enjoyed it as much as you did. No. It was... Uh, just the five minutes of us laughing doesn't really make any sense but it was funny <laughs> it's funny while it happened funny to you at least funny. and that's, that's all, we can <laughs> that's all that matters right. um hit me of the spooks okay we're straight into it straight into wonderful it. so about no no messing around here so we've got another reddit story mm. i think there might all be reddit stories today mm. actually don't quote me on that because i might be wrong but the first one is sent in by someone whose handle was Sad Playground. Oh, yeah. So Why is your playground so sad? <laughs> I know. Uh, so are you ready? In the mid-90s, I worked in an office that was in a converted brownstone. The building was originally built as apartment homes and converted into offices in the 90s. Our company was the only one in the building. I should mention that this happened in the winter, 
so it was dark by about 5pm. One Friday night, I was working after hours on a project. The office was downtown in a big city, and my plan was to stay late after everyone left, get my project done, and then head out to the bar with my friends. There were maybe 30 of us who worked there, and on a Friday night, the place was empty by five. Around six, while in deep concentration on my work, I heard what sounded like children running and playing above me. The building had three floors, and I was on the second floor. I assumed one of my co-workers had brought their kids into the office. At the time, I was young with no kids, and too young to realise that the possibility of a parent driving home on a Friday night only to bring their kids back into the office downtown was very unlikely. Anyway, I headed upstairs to see who it was. I went up the front stairs, and the moment I hit the top step, there was dead silence. The lights were off, and there was not a soul in sight. I walked through to the back stairs, and the place was empty. I headed back to my second floor office and continued to work. Then, it happened again. It sounded like a bunch of young kids, under 10 or so, having the time of their lives. So I headed back up. This time, I took the back stairs, and again, nothing. No one. Absolute silence. By now it was getting late and I was ready to go. So I left. I never heard the kids again and I worked late a few more times. I wasn't scared though. I didn't even think about it being ghosts at the time. I still don't think that it was dead kids and I think it may be an imprint in the brick. I don't know a lot about this stuff, but here is my theory. Back when the building was apartments, families would live in them. In the winter, around five or six o'clock, mum is probably making dinner and in order to get all the kids out from under her feet, she sends them into the hall to play with the other kids in the building. Imagine this happening every day, year after year for 80 years or so. There could have been three or four generations of kids' imprints running up and down there. I worked there for about a year longer and the building still stands. Occasionally, I walk past and wonder about those kids. Hmm. I mean, that's interesting because... Yeah. I do think, but even if it's an imprint, is that not a haunting? Like a residual I, haunting? Yeah, no, I think it is. Even if, like, they didn't die there. Yeah. Like, it's still, like, the building's memory almost. Mm. Which, I don't know if that sounds crazy, but obviously... Well, I mean, we're all just a collection of atoms. Yeah. Um, How poetic. <laughs> <laughs> do you write poetry? I also have to confess, I had to Google what brownstone was. And it's like a type of house. I think it's more like the States and Canada. You know, mm. those like big houses that they get in like New York and stuff. Like sort of. Yeah. With the with the stoops. Yeah. Okay. I think it's like one of those. So yeah, that makes it kind of easier for me to picture to be oh, fair. Okay, fair enough. But no, I think I think it's interesting and I think it could possibly be a residual haunting. Also, it, it sounds like they didn't have a sad playground. They had a happy playground. Yeah. <laughs> so, although the tag was sad playground, it's still it's quite a nice ghost it's a story. Happy yeah. It's not. A, it's not a particularly scary one, but I mean, I think if I heard children play and then went upstairs, I would still be a bit freaked out. Yeah, I always remember on a different podcast, someone sent in a um. A ghost story about how they could hear people playing outside their bedroom or something. I think it was in a caravan site. Yeah. And um, they could never work out. Like, they always assumed it was actual children. And then they could never work out who it was. And then they found out that there was actually a baby graveyard nearby. Oh, wow. Well, not baby graveyard. Child but graveyard. yeah. But yeah, yeah, so- yeah. 
I do like the they theory. They better than I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. Wouldn't be a very good podcast if that's how they did it. <laughs> it was a very good one. Bullet point. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that it's not, it's like a different take on a haunting. Yeah. It's not like a traditional It obviously didn't haunting. feel bad either. No, nothing sinister. However, I will just say walking through a dark building at night on your own of that size is terrifying. In and oh my God. Itself. Yeah. Definitely scary. And they carried on working, so... Big I'm, up to them, they've got more balls than me. Yeah, I would have been like, I'm out, I'm not staying late. And I can't really imagine being at work on my own because it just <laughs> wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, imagine being... I, I did once um, walk to get some equipment and ended up walking into a part of like a recovery bit. Oh, okay. In the dark. And it was really scary. I've done it on a weekend where I've had to go into like they're called medi rooms but they are recovery rooms mm. because like that's the bit that I normally work in and they had they did have a couple of patients but there's like three separate bits mm. and to walk to get to one bit there's like a b and c and they're in an l shape and yeah so to get to c I had to go through a and a was empty so yeah it was yeah, like, like so lights I did were that off that night yeah <laughs> i know some people who have been like on call as well have obviously got called out in the middle of the night and then have walked down the clinical corridor and obviously the lights are automatic because obviously it's just one long corridor and they're like you can't see to the other end of the lights are off and you're just walking and the lights are slowly turning on one yeah. by one and they were like yeah that's pretty creepy yeah hospitals at night are slightly creepy yeah i will say i've never seen anything in our one no, it's quite a modern hospital though. It's not like yeah, but it's on old ground. It is. It's not like an old creepy hospital though, is it? It's quite no, a, no, no. It's a very nice hospital. It is as far as hospitals go. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for the second story? Yeah. So our second story is sent in again by Reddit, and it is someone whose handle is called Gooly Julie. I so love that name. It's a good name, isn't it? So thank you. Buckle in, everyone, because this sounds totally made up, but I swear it is completely true. Gettysburg, PA. I'm 35, and I was 15 at the time and the oldest of three children. We checked into the hotel we were staying with. It was just a normal, plain holiday inn at the edge of the battlefield around the anniversary of the Battle of Gettysburg. I now know that it was on an Unsolved Mysteries episode, now called the Gettysburg Inn of 1863. We get into our room and start unpacking. The youngest in our party was a toddler. And as we were unpacking, we realised we couldn't find his shoes anywhere. This doesn't sound that bad, but we'd been travelling all day and we were starving and wanted to go out and get some food. But literally could not find his shoes after searching high and low. Eventually, we gave in and decided that he can just go out without his shoes on. Later, we get back from dinner to find his shoes neatly laid out on the bed. We brush it off and decided that we were so hungry and so frustrated we must have overlooked them the first time we were searching and hadn't looked properly. Fast forward to 3am that night. My mother wakes me with wide eyes. Julie, do you hear that? She said. As soon as I woke up I could hear it and I sat bolt upright in bed. It was the sound of a civil war battle raging on. I could hear people shouting, pull, and I could hear horses and cannons and all that stuff. It was so loud I had to cover my ears with my hands. 
My mum continued to wake up the rest of the family, but my dad and my sister couldn't hear a thing. It was only me and my mum. We also think that our pet Jack Russell could hear it too, because at this point, he was losing his mind. I went out onto the balcony, thinking maybe someone was making the noises outside, like maybe there was a reenactment or something happening. But there was no one out there. It continued for roughly 10 minutes and then suddenly stopped. Following this, more things happened. There were elevator malfunctions, the dog continued to flip out, but the craziest thing was is that my mum actually saw a ghost the next night. She stated that he looked very young, with dirty blonde hair, in a confederate uniform, and he had a forlorn look on his face. The weirdest thing was, he had no bottom half of his body. He mouthed the words mother to her, and she said it brought a tear to her eye. She could not believe how young he looked. And now, I think that we should never have taken that bullet that we found on the battlefield with us. I've worked in hospitals, gone on ghost tours, toured old buildings, all of it, and have never had any of this activity before or since. It was the most intense moment of my life, and I consider it extremely special that this poor soul chose to open up to my family like this. That's pretty intense. It is. And quite cool. I know. Yeah, I wonder if he didn't have a bottom half of his body... Because it got blown off? Yeah, that's what Is I that was wondering. Yeah. That's if it was just vibe. like, yeah. yeah, probably how he died. Yeah. Maybe, unfortunately, in the battle. But no, thank you for sending that in. Yeah. Julie. Julie. Um, I love the name. <laughs> yeah. And that's a really cool experience. And yeah, yeah. I, I would feel special and cherish that. Yeah. I, I wonder as well if the ghost chose her mum because obviously, as she's described, he's quite young young soldier yeah maybe obviously i feel like anyone in that position gravitated towards a mother yeah and you would die thinking of your parents even that situation so yeah probably felt the presence of a mum i felt drawn to it this last story is quite long okay but it was quite good when i was like writing it out like it's actually a really good story so maybe we can just see i'm always down for it so yeah it's gonna take a while for me to read through it so if you have any points Keep them in. Keep keep them locked. Keep them locked up. Okay. So this one was sent in by someone with the handle the wheats. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't like directly replied to our page, but it was one of those ones that was like, "Oh, I've posted one on this site. You can just go get it." Okay. So I've done that. So fair play. I wouldn't want to type it out again either. (laughs) Yeah. And to be fair, it is very long, but it is very good. Okay. Hit me. This story dates back to the late 90s, when I was roughly 15 years old. My parents purchased a Victorian hotel in Bournemouth, UK, which had nine guest rooms, and we moved into the hotel owner's accommodation. My parents had their room on the ground floor, and my brother and I each had a room in the basement. The hotel was a nice place, and it had a mostly happy feel to it. However, within the first few months of living there, it was apparent to the whole family that unexplainable things were happening. The large doors around the hotel were heavy and had been fitting with auto-closers for fire safety reasons. This made it generally difficult to open them at times, particularly when carrying trays and hotel supplies. However, often we would be walking through parts of the hotel and the doors would swing open. We would expect someone to walk out of the connecting room, but there would be no one there. Another occurrence experienced by my entire family at some point or another was the feeling of being hit by a sudden gust of wind, 
even in a room with all the doors and windows closed. I'm not talking about a little breeze. This was like someone held a large rotatory fan up to our face and put it on maximum power. After the wind stopped, there would always be a strong smell of a gingery aftershave. We all agreed that these occurrences were strange and potentially supernatural, but nothing seemed sinister, so we went about our day-to-day activities running the hotel. However, there was one room on the top floor, room seven, which had a strange vibe when you went inside. Whilst cleaning this room, there was a closeness, as if all the air was closing in on you. And there was also a ringing in your ears, which only became apparent when you left the room itself. I always kept the door open when I had to work on this room, and I was happy when I got to leave. The first major incident we had involved room seven. A couple and their 10-year-old daughter were staying in the room, and after dinner, the parents went to the bar for some drinks. Their daughter was bored, and she wanted to go watch TV in the room, so she did. All was fine until another guest entered the bar area and asked if anyone was staying in room seven. Apparently, they could hear someone screaming from the room. My parents and the girl's parents ran upstairs and went into the room to find the daughter sitting up in bed in floods of tears. When asked what was wrong, she said she'd fallen asleep and then woken up to see a man standing in the room. My parents asked what the man looked like, thinking it might have been one of the other guests in the hotel. But the description she gave was of a tall man wearing a top hat who had sideburns, but no beard. Her parents asked where he went, but she didn't know. And when she woke up, he told her to stay in bed and go back to sleep. That's when she started screaming, and when she looked back up, he was gone. They searched the hotel, but no one was found, and none of the guests came close to matching the description. They eventually put it down to a bad dream, but my family was sure that there was more to it than that. We never talked to the guests about the supernatural occurrences because we figured it would cause more issues if people actively knew. It was a few months before the next sighting. The ground floor layout of the hotel was quite basic. There was a main lobby area and off from that were the different rooms, like the lounge, the dining room, kitchen, etc. The bar was part of an old extension only accessible through the dining room. This meant that if you were sat in a certain position in the bar, you could see directly through the dining room and into the main lobby and stairs. A guest was sitting having a drink in this exact spot when she turned to my mum, standing behind the bar and excitedly said, Oh, you have a wedding party in. My mum was quite confused and asked what the guest was referring to. The guest said that a man was wearing a full top hat and tails and he just walked down the stairs. My mum moved around the bar and looked out the window towards the entrance of the hotel, at which point the guest said, He didn't go that way. He went down the right side of the stairs. What the guest didn't know was that the right side of the stairs led to our private quarters. Mum and Dad went to check it out, but there was no one there. And although there were ways out of the building, they were locked and bolted from the inside, so no one could have exited through them without it showing. Another common occurrence in the hotel was the sound of running. When on the ground floor, you could often hear running upstairs. This was not surprising when the hotel had guests in. An old Victorian hotel, every sound was heard and magnified. But over the Christmas break, we would shut the upper floors of the hotel and just have family time. However, the running around would continue. It was so loud at one point, we were sure someone had broken in. My brother, my dad and myself went upstairs clutching knives for safety. But after checking all the rooms, we realised no one was there. We had one guest who started staying long term at the hotel. I don't recall what his job was but he had business some of the year in Bournemouth and on certain days he had to travel into London. 
On London days, he would need to be out of the hotel by 5am. So my mum would leave him out a continental breakfast and he would help himself to it and be gone before we all woke up, returning later in the evening. One day, when returning from London, he was chatting to my parents and he said something strange had happened when he left the hotel that morning. He had come out of his room, as usual, and was surprised to see a boy standing on the landing leading up to the top floor of the hotel. The man was not used to seeing someone else up at 4.30, but being polite, he said good morning to the boy. He said the boy didn't say anything, instead, he just turned around slowly and walked up to the top floor. The man thought this was strange, but he carried on with his normal morning routine. My parents were puzzled by this and asked him what the boy looked like. He said he was around eight or nine years old, but he couldn't really recall what the boy was wearing. The reason my parents were confused was because at the time, we had no children staying at the hotel. Many months later, while serving breakfast, a guest came into the dining room and quite loudly asked my mum, is this hotel haunted? All the other guests stopped eating, intrigued by the question, and even more so by what the answer would be. My mum played it cool, simply saying, why do you ask? And the lady replied, saying that she'd woken up in the night and there was a boy standing in her room. She said hello to the boy and he'd vanished. My mum acted surprised and said this was the first thing she'd ever heard of anything like this. Again, trying to play it down in front of all the listening ears. The final incident I can recall involves me directly. I had been saving money to buy a watch, a storm watch to be precise. I'd finally managed to get enough money together and had made my way down to the town to pick up the watch. It was my first ever expensive purchase. If I recall, it was around 90 pounds at the time. When it was time to go to bed, I took the watch off and went to put it on my bedside table. However, in each room, there were internal phones next to the bed. This was in case my parents needed our help or the guests were checking in so we could easily be called to assist. The bedside table in my room was so small that the phone took up all of the space. And for that reason, I decided to lay the watch over the receiver of the phone and hoped no one would call me that night. My bed was one of those large metal bunk beds I had a single bed at the top and a sofa bed below that folded out into a small double. I slept to the bottom, partly because it was a double, but realistically, the ceiling was so low, you could not physically sleep up the top anyway. I remember being woken in the night to the loudest clanging metal sound as my whole bed shook. It felt and sounded as though someone had taken a run and jump and landed on the metal ladder of the bed. At the time, I was facing the wall and remember feeling utterly frozen in fear. I would say it's the only time this has happened to me in my life, and no part of me would move. I just lay there, too scared to turn over and see what caused the entire bed to shake. I am not sure I would have been able to call for my brother, but he was away at summer camp, so he couldn't have helped me anyway. I lay there for hours, just staring at the wall. Finally, light shone through the basement window and filled my room. I plucked up the courage to turn around and look. Thankfully, there was nothing there. I sat up in bed and the first thing I noticed was that my watch was gone from the top of the phone. I searched around on the floor, thinking maybe it had fallen off in the night. Then I thought about the noise my bed had made, as if someone had jumped onto it. Slowly peering up under the top bed, there in the middle of the mattress was my watch. I guess the little boy had wanted to play with it too. My mum went on to research the local history of the hotel. She was able to find out that a doctor had lived there when it was first built as a house. During that time, there was a young boy who had died there from an illness. 
I can't remember the exact details of how he died. We owned the hotel for many years before selling it. It was then later converted into flats, and I often wonder if they still have any occurrences. Fair play. Yeah. That seems like there's definitely a lot going on in that place. Yeah. Obviously. So much. I wonder if that guy in the top hat as well, I wonder if he was the doctor. Maybe. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, so the top hat guy was seen quite a few times and a young boy was seen quite a few times. I mean, the boy, we know who that probably was, I guess. Yeah, I'm But yeah, I would wonder if, if that was the doctor or not. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's definitely very interesting. I and know. also, like, Bournemouth. Also, scary that, like, a hotel owner would just, like, deny knowledge of haunting. I know. I like, guess... I get why they would yeah. do it, but in my head, I'm like, bastard. <laughs> mm. Makes me wonder if there's, like, a lot more i'm sure they let these like privately run like family run airbnbs and hotels yeah because not everyone wants to make a gimmick out of it no and i uh, think i would but also if they lived there as well and people knew it was a haunted hotel Mm. do you really want people coming around with like film crews and cameras and and doing like seances and shit because you don't know where you're going to wake up when you do a ouija board or a seance that's the thing like i often have halloween parties couldn't have one last year because on the saturday which was the day before halloween like covid like i i have a few halloween parties and people are always like i'll bring a ouija board and i'm like no you won't like i'm like you can do a ouija board in like there's a green near my house you can do it there if you want to do we yeah, would but do it not, in your own home yeah not in my house like don't you dare bring a spirit into my house and yeah, get me haunted exactly like, so I suppose you don't want to wake anything else up if you live in the hotel oh yeah I completely get why they don't want people knowing yeah no that's fair enough but and also a- it sounds bad but like if it's haunted you attract a certain niche of people mm, which like us yeah like us <laughs> Which, okay, yeah, you're going to get people coming there specifically to stay there, but you're going to get a lot more people avoiding it because they don't want to be haunted by a ghost. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I completely get that. Yeah, it's not a good business move. <laughs> so No, it's I, definitely something that you have to really lean into if you're going to. Oh, well. yeah. And you need to almost, like, guarantee that someone's going to see a ghost if they come. All the ghosts sound really okay, though. They don't yeah, sound... It, um, negative no because even when he was really scared that someone had jumped on his bed as he said like he was like it was probably just that the boy and even playing if it with wasn't a little boy like clearly someone was just interested in your watch it was yeah like a magpie ghost like oh shiny <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what i'd be like as a ghost i'm also a magpie human so yeah 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 anything shiny love it yeah. well thank yeah. you yeah none of those ghosts sound sinister though so they all sound quite quite nice thank you for the spooks that's all right i think that's all right time wise as well yeah no i thought sorry that there's only three this week but that last one was quite long so that last one's like two, <laughs> yeah so. two and one two for the price of one appreciate it anyway appreciate <laughs> you always and appreciate everyone sending things in um, yeah thank you so much to do so yeah i don't know if there's anything else to say no i guess stay spooky, spooky. Hey guys, if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, please email us truecrimecovinpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at truecrimecovin or on Instagram and Facebook where we are at truecrimecovinpod. Also, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate us wherever you're listening to this right now, be it Spotify, Apple Music, or if you're on YouTube, give us a little 
thumbs up, click that bell, get notifications yeah. every time we post. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from. Make these two witches smile. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, witches.